spending the day learning the offense with Bill O'Brien? Does Zay Flowers already seem like he's a Patriot? Stick around. You're about to be locked into the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. So subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what is on your mind on Twitter at N-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. Pats fans, thank you very much for closing the week in style here on Locked On Patriots. Today, we are freeing the format up a little bit, and we're going to bring you a little free form Friday. In the interest of that freedom, we're going to welcome back the Green King of Sting, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com, going to join me in just a moment. And... Murph and I are going to discuss the lingering story of the week. The Mac Jones trade rumors, why do they just keep hanging around? Murph and I are going to discuss that. And we're also going to discuss some of the high-profile pre-draft visits that the Patriots had this week, including a pair of Georgia Bulldogs that might look pretty good in Patriots uniforms. So a full agenda today, folks. Stick around. You won't want to miss this one. But Before we welcome Murph into the party here, the Georgia duo weren't the only prospects finding their way to Foxborough. One of them with ties to the area was here on Thursday, and it set Pat's social media into a frenzy. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, folks. I haven't changed my mind that the offensive line should be the Patriots' priority in the upcoming draft, but i got to be honest here. Zay Flowers is looking pretty. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> After a visit with the Las Vegas Raiders, Flowers took a red-eye flight to Boston that landed around 6 a.m. on Thursday morning, drove straight to Gillette Stadium, and visited the New England Patriots. This according to a report from NFL Media's Tom Pelissero. And the visit included a full day of work with Patriots offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien. Sounds an awful lot like these guys are trying to get a jump on the competition, but... I caution you, the Patriots definitely do their due diligence with a lot of prospects. So be careful about reading way too much into this, but it's easy to start getting excited about it. The report generated a lot of excitement out there, and I completely understand it. A lot of you want the Patriots to land this Boston College standout. He's a hometown guy, although he is from Fort Lauderdale. I will point that out. But he does have ties to the area, like I said before. And he's an explosive playmaker, something the Patriots have not had in quite some time. During his four seasons in Chestnut Hill, caught 78 passes, 1,077 yards, 12 touchdowns. That's just in 2022, by the way. And he did it in one of the nation's worst offenses. Now, the Patriots did get an up-close and personal look at Zay. And they've done that a couple of times now. The first time was they coached him in the 2023 East-West Shrine Bowl. He participated in just one Shrine Bowl week, but 
He did spend the week working with the Patriots coaching staff, and they got a good opportunity to really see exactly what he can bring to the table. Bill O'Brien got a front row seat, as did Troy Brown, Ross Douglas. They worked with the wide receivers. They definitely had their sharp eye on Zay Flowers. And another one to keep in mind is Vinny Sensieri. He's the running backs coach, but he did coach the wideouts during the Shrine Bowl week. And that's interesting to me because Zay also carried the ball 57 times for 345 yards and two touchdowns over his four-year college career. So definitely adept at being able to carry the ball a little bit out of the backfield. He needed to on a jet sweep. We've seen Patriots uh, players do that. We've seen receivers do it. And definitely he's got the size to be able to do it as well. And again, he is definitely one of the top wideout prospects in this year's NFL draft. He could be a first rounder. He could be an early second rounder. New England currently owns that 14th pick and they lack a high-end talent at the receiver position. But there are other guys out there that they might consider with that number 14 pick. I still love Ohio State's Jackson smith Majiba. He's a guy that I would definitely consider taking if he's on the board. Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, I like these two players. Not necessarily as in love with them for the Patriots system as I am with basically JSN and with uh, Zay Flowers. I really like the way these guys fit. But Patriots still have veterans on this roster as well. It's not like they're devoid of any talent whatsoever. Juju Smith-Schuster came in as a free agent. You also have Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton, and Lynn Bowden and Trey Nixon are still out there as well. So keep in mind that the Patriots do have a little bit of depth here at the wide receiver position. But getting back to where they could possibly go, I think 14 is a little high for wide receivers in general. It's probably a little bit high for Zay Flowers as well. I know we're all excited about the possibility we're really overselling him, I think, a little bit. But at the same time, he's got that explosive ability, and I think he'd be a great Patriot. But taking him at number 14 seems to be a little bit over-aggressive. Now, his projection, I've seen him as high as 18. I've seen him as low as 27, 28, some even 32. There are a few times I've even seen him drafted in the second round in some mocks. There are some of you out there, I know, that feel strongly enough to take Zay at number 14. Folks, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not as opposed to it as I was a couple of weeks ago. But if I'm the GM, I'm looking at the top offensive tackles in the draft class if I hold on to that number 14 pick. That means Ohio State's Paris Johnson Jr. That means Peter Skaronsky of Northwestern. That means also Broderick Jones of Georgia, who I think has the biggest upside in the draft with his size, his athleticism his physicality, the more film, the more tape I watch on Broderick Jones, I think he could be a future All-Pro. And I don't hesitate when I say that. He's got that type of capability. He's still a little bit raw, hasn't played all that much at the tackle position. But once he gets the experience he needs, he could be a, a real difference maker in this uh, league and really a difference maker on the Patriots' offensive line. Skaronsky, I've heard some of the negatives about him. Oh, he's more of a guard than he is a tackle. I'm not really worried about the width, the wingspan. I'm not worried about the hand size, any type of things of that nature. I think he could make a good tackle. He's got solid fundamentals. And at the end of the day, if you have solid fundamentals in a Patriots system, you can usually do pretty well. So that's where I'm looking if the Patriots are going to hold on to 14. However, if they are all gone, and there is a chance that they will be, if I'm Bill Belichick, 
I'm picking up the phone. I'm trying to trade down into the early 20s, and I'm making sure that I leave town with Zay Flowers. Other than taking an offensive tackle, I think that's the way to go. Cornerback is a huge need for this team without any question, but the top cornerbacks are probably going to be gone by number 14. The more we see of Christian Gonzalez, the more we see of Devin Witherspoon, even Joey Porter Jr., there's going to be a demand on these players. And I think actually there's a chance that all three of them may be gone by the time the Patriots hit number 14. So that's where I'm thinking right now, folks. What are you thinking? Drop me a line in the comments section below. Would love to hear your feedback. Good, bad, or indifferent. We all have opinions. And you know what? Bottom line, folks, until the Patriots actually do it, anything and everything is fair game. So if Zay Flowers being in a Patriots uniform is your dream, cling to it because it still might have a chance to happen. But what will the Patriots do? And if Zay Flowers does end up in Foxborough, who's going to be throwing him passes? Well, sit tight, folks, because in just a moment, the Count of Murphy Fisto joins me here to tackle these issues and more when Free Form Friday here on Locked On Patriots continues. But first, today's episode brought to you by our good friends over at Ultimate Pro Football GM. Folks, you've heard me talk about this game up and down. And believe me when I tell you, if you ever thought that you'd make a good NFL or pro football GM, you got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. The Patriots have made it look easy these last 20 years. But trust me, it isn't. And when you play Ultimate Football GM, you'll learn because you control and manage every aspect of your team as you play through the seasons and try to lead your team to glory by building a historic dynasty. You hire the coaches, the coordinators, manage the finances, navigate your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, all the ups and downs of a season. And you can do it all in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free. It's playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want and when you want to. And Locked On Patriots listeners, listen up, because you get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKEDON in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here on this Freeform Friday on Locked On Patriots. Your questions, burning concerns, all of that, all in a format-free agenda today here on Locked On Patriots. And remember, Locked On Patriots is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, I want you to check out our new Locked On NFL Draft Buzz newsletter. You can find it on LockedOnPodcast.com slash newsletters. Each and every week, folks, you'll be well-informed for the NFL Draft. You'll get a top story from NFL Draft expert Luke Inman, a top five ranking, links to great draft content all across the Locked On Network, so be sure to check that out at www.LockedOnPodcast.com slash newsletters. Folks, again, it can't be a free-form Friday. It can't be a fabulous Friday without welcoming in a gentleman that helps us open the week with class and close the week with class. That's right, folks. The legendary Count of Murphy Fisto himself, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com, joins me in Murph. 
we're going to talk about the topic of the week. Uh, it's been oh. talked about ad nauseum, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> the emphasis on nauseum, uh, because really, I think that's what it induces. But you know what, folks? It is a hot topic. No question about it. And Murph, uh, after we spoke the last time here on Locked On Patriots earlier this week for Mock Draft Monday, a lot of reports started to surface that Mac Jones is on the trading block. Uh, apparently, he was being shot to three or four teams. Those three or four teams came out and said they have not spoken with the Patriots on this. Uh, we've heard that his name comes up in trade rumors. That I believe, and that really doesn't tell us much of anything. And now we're hearing yep. reports that the Patriots may be interested in veteran arms. We've even seen some NFL draft analysts predict that the Patriots may go quarterback again at number 14. No. It's a cluster out there, Murph. Yeah. And I'm trying to restrain my language because it is a family yeah. show, but it is. I will give you I, I will give you the floor, my friend. Uh, what do you make of all of this? Um, what can we glean from any of this when it comes to the 2023 future of our New England Patriots? Well, what can we do to generate clicks? <laughs> okay, that's what we need to do right now. We we've run out of mock draft stuff. We've run out of rumors here. That, um, free agency has has crawled to a, a a dead halt. And what can we do to generate clicks? I'm sorry, man. I jumped on Florio for this when he first said it. It's garbage. It did not happen. Okay, when you make phone calls around the league, people are going to ask about you. Well, what are you going to do? What are you doing with uh with Mac Jones? you know, trying to buy low. The Patriots are not shopping him, okay? Every team that came out and said that uh, that that Florio or whoever else has said that the Patriots are shopping Mac Jones to, I said, no, no. But I tweeted it first, okay? It, no, it's it's not happening. The, one, one, the Patriots are not uh, going to sell low on him. Mm. Two, they will not be bringing in Bill O'Brien to work for him. Three, for the last time, all right, everybody talking about Jones being in the doghouse because he was calling around during the season last year trying to figure out how to make things work. Guess where he was calling? Alabama. He was calling Bill O'Brien, you bucketheads. OK, nobody is pissed off about that. Nobody's going to get upset that your your second year quarterback is calling back to his college coach to say, give me a little help. All right. He didn't announce this last year. He didn't say that he was going to. It was reported. OK, the reports were true, but he was calling Bill O'Brien, who who Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft handpicked to come in here. And, and take this over. Now, listen, they wanted him last year, but he couldn't get out of his contract. That led to this entire insipid, moronic, let's make defensive uh, coaches, offensive coaches that got us into this trouble. Matt, Mac was sitting there with nobody to turn to in that, uh, in that building and trying to help him help the Patriots and help himself. All right. They, they, he's not going anywhere. Not off of last year. The Patriots will not be selecting a quarterback in the first round. OK, often they they do. They go quarterback every single year. Brian Hoyer is not here, maybe because of his attitude and his, his outspoken <laughs> stuff. You could you can get into that. But I'm not losing sleep over Brian Hoyer not being here. 
uh, and running the uh, the practice squad. Mm. All right, let's put this to bed, people. While while um while Bill might text deep into the night with Jimmy Garoppolo, it doesn't mean he has to text deep into the night with other quarterbacks. And and so he and he and Mac aren't text buddies. Big hairy deal. They're going to work together. All right, that that's what's going to happen. Neither of them are going anywhere. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that neither of them are going anywhere because I don't think you're seeing the beginning of the end of Bill Belichick in New England. I know we hear this all the time. We heard it, Murph, you and I go back a long way on these rumors. We heard that after the Patriots Super Bowl loss to the Mm -hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, that Bill had his bags packed for East Rutherford. He was going back to the Giants. We were were under that impression that he was ready to announce that the morning after that loss happened. He's still here. Um, yep. You know, so I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he realizes that this is his best chance to break Shula's record as a New England Patriots head coach. And I think that's what Bill Belichick right. wants. And that's what Rob- everybody wants. Yeah. Because you know what that means? Wins. Yeah. Okay. People keep Absolutely. harping about this record that Shula has and that Bill is chasing. Well, you know what he has to do to break that record? Win a lot of football games. Right. Okay, and that's the only thing he's trying to do. What they did last year. Now, Bill said at the beginning of last year when everybody was jumping on him about this concept change, um, you know, it it ends with me. It ends with me. The buck stops here. Okay, you've got anybody to blame. Come blame me. And now what's the narration? Why isn't Bill taking uh, responsibility for what happened last year? Why isn't Bill out there in front saying, blame me? Because he's already said it. Mm-hmm. You people yep. just wanted to say it and say it again. It's 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 like talking to to one of your kids. And they how many times do I have to say I'm sorry? I ate the cookie. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, you ask them once. And they say they're sorry. And they say, okay, good job. Go have a cookie. Well, that cookie that Patriots fans are elusively chasing has not been here for the last couple of years, and the mm-hmm. angst starts to build, and then you have stories like this that come out. When it comes to Mac, though, and I do want to bring this back to Mac Jones, because obviously okay. he's the centerpiece of all of this, and sure. I think the Bill Belichick narrative definitely goes hand in hand, and I think that's absolutely um, vital to this discussion is the relationship between coach and quarterback. Do I think there may be uh, some fences that need to be mended between sure. now and the start of 2023? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think it rubbed bill the right way that Max calling around, maybe calling his former coaches, calling someone that used to work for him. It's not going to create a good narrative, but I also don't think it's going to deteriorate the relationship the way it's been pushed here right. in the national media and some local media as well. That, the but antics it, on the field during it. I mean, did, yeah. that's the competitive quarterback that I want. I'm sorry, no. Mike. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you did not interrupt. You're absolutely right. And that is the spirit of the quarterback that I think you're going to get this year. Bottom line, the two pieces of, to me, empirical evidence that I don't think can be really be refuted at this point of Mac Jones being the guy, at least at the outset of training camp and through training camp, is the fact that, one, he is the number 15 pick in the 2021 NFL draft just a couple of years ago. The Patriots are not going to give up on that type of draft capital that easy, not after one down season. Bill Belichick has been around the league long enough to know that he needs to cultivate this type of player with the right environment around him. Mac had a serviceable, pretty good rookie season 
Not so he great a season Pro last year. Exactly. And then you look now at what he's going to be able to do if they can get some pieces around him. I think he'll be better off. But to me, the smoking gun here in terms of evidence that Mac is going to be around is Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. If this ticked Bill off, Bill, Bill Belichick meaning, enough that he was really upset with Mac for calling around at Alabama and most likely O'Brien was one of the guys he was talking to. There's no way he'd be in Foxborough right no now. Way. He was brought here to help cultivate Mac Jones. Yep. And I think that's where we're going here. Now, the other question beckons Murph is if Bailey Zappi comes in, has a tremendous training camp and Mac Jones maybe sputters a little bit. Can you see the keys of the kingdom being turned back over no. to Bailey? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. Just stop, people. Mm-hmm. Okay, especially you people that keep bringing up the Green Bay game and the the uh, you know the other games that that Zappy had a start in, and especially the uh, the um, the uh, the Bears game. All right, the Bears freaking exposed him. Now, now listen, Bailey Zappi is a fine backup. I called him Don Strock. He can come in here and he can be Don Strock. Go back and take a look at the tape. All right. Take a look at at the offense that that Mac Jones was being asked to run and learn on the run and the offense that Bailey Zappi was running. Bailey Zappi was still running this bastardized uh, Earhart offense Mm. every snap. He was under center on almost every snap. I can count on two hands how many times I saw him line up in the gun for something for a stretch play. And and if, if they had done that with Mac from the beginning of the year, there wouldn't have been the turmoil at the beginning of the year that they had. Mm. They didn't. He, Zappy ran the old offense, and he ran it pretty well, all right? But he also ran it well against teams that weren't expecting to see that old offense. Mm-hmm. That um, that uh, the the um, the offensive line had a working knowledge of. I mean, there were veterans that had been running that that offense for years out there, um, so the blocking was better, and he had time. All right, it, it's apples and oranges. All right, so just stop, just stop. Every all the talking heads out there that are talking about Bailey Zappi coming in here and having a fantastic camp, and Bill giving it. Bill says that every year about every freaking position. <laughs> the only Thank time you. he doesn't say that is when Tom Brady is is involved. Yeah. Other than that, everybody gets a chance to play and we play the best players. And that's still the reason. Mac Jones is the best player. Mac Jones was the number 15 pick. Mac Jones didn't go in the fourth round. Yes, Tom Brady was selected when Tom Brady was selected. Mac Jones ain't Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. That's it. No, it's not happening. You're absolutely right. And again, you want to talk about evidence and you want to talk Mm -hmm. about actual like proof in the pudding. The Patriots rumors out there right now that they're still interested in a veteran on that comes from Mike Giardi, a guy that you and I trust implicitly. And I trust Mike. Of course they are on this report. And that to me says that there's still development needed, maybe even with Mac, but definitely with Bailey. If you're talking a backup and the names that are out there, I mean, we're hearing Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that by the way. Uh, Rudolph, Blaine Gabbert. I'm just looking at these, at the list of available quarterbacks right now, folks, Chase Daniel, Joe Flacco, Trevor Simeon, Brandon yep. Allen, yep. Josh Johnson, John right. Walford, Brett Rippon, Bryce Perkins. 
yeah, if you throw Brian Hoyer's name into that mix, yeah, he definitely looks you know better by comparison to some of those names because of his of experience here. But at the same time, if you're looking to bring in a veteran arm like that, it definitely shows that if the Patriots are going to carry three quarterbacks, there's development needed. And that tells right. me they're going to go with the more seasoned option in Mac Jones uh, right. with, with another year under his belt. Look, this is somebody coming in here that they're looking for to do what uh, Hoyer did, run the mm -hmm. practice squad. Okay, we need you to run the opponent's offense so our defense can practice against it. That's mm -hmm. what Brian Hoyer was. Brian Hoyer was no longer the number two man here. All right, Bailey Zappi was. They, they, right. It's just not happening. All right, and that's what Hoyer is going to end up being out there. He's going to be out there running the practice squad in Vegas. Mm -hmm. All right, they, they, very Josh McDaniels is not an idiot. He brought him in there to do that and only that. He didn't bring it in there to stick it to Bill or anything like that. That's not that's not what what's happening. That's not what mm -hmm. Josh is doing. Um, that's not what Josh has done. He's brought in smart football players. A lot of them that happen to use play mm -hmm. for uh, the Patriots. They're going to be good in in their respective rooms. But be the quarterback room, the the running back room. Hey, Brandon, how you doing, Brandon Bowler? We miss you. Um, <laughs> And uh, and that's what's happening. And if if a uh, a veteran quarterback is brought in, and I do expect it to happen because it's smart football, it's to do exactly what Hoyer was doing here. Okay, right. be be the veteran presence in the quarterback room and go run the practice squad. Mm -hmm. no, absolutely. It. Yeah, and I mean, if you're looking, I mean, other than names like Ryan and and right. and you know, bigger names like that, if those guys are going to be the type of guys that you're going to bring in, absolutely, it's going to be scout team acumen. Yep. And we'll see. The quarterback con controversies continue to swirl. Uh, Murph and I hope we've thrown a little cold water on that for you here today. But online, we'd love to hear what you think as well, because they continue to let us know and reach out. Uh, but Murph, it's not all about quarterbacks in New England. Or, one more thing. Yes. Okay. Now, it, it, this all changes if the Patriots <laughs> go out and, and steal discount double choke from the Jets just to, just to you know, screw everything <laughs> Wouldn't it be the if ultimate? Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers somehow ends up here, okay, then yeah, this is everything I just said is, goes out the window. But other than that, no, it, 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 it's, it's all about my man, Mac. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it would be the ultimate, ultimate that revenge for the Jets. Oh, would it, that would, would be. It be great? Oh, God. My buddy, my buddy John Butchko, would, his head would explode if this happened. And, um, yeah, it would be uh, interesting to say. There'd be a nice locked-on Patriots, locked-on Jets crossover yep. in our future, I'm sure, if that happened. Yep. Just, Folks, just play, yeah, try to play slim. hardball just a little too much. No, no, yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this first-round pick in 2028 and a second rounder this year. And here you go. <laughs> it would. It really, really would. Yeah, you'd, you'd absolutely love it. Talk about plot twists, folks. Yeah, it, yep. would be, uh, it would be interesting, to say the least, here in New England and in East Rutherford as well. But uh, bottom line, folks, it is not all about the quarterbacks. The New England Patriots still have business to take care of. And over the week, they've been taking care of that business by way of pre-draft free agent visits. This is going to be interesting to see what the Patriots are going to do here because a cross-section of top-level talent has found its way to Foxborough throughout the past week. What does Murph think about all this? What do I think about all of it? And is it going to matter when the Patriots are on the draft board? All of this and more 
when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, folks, the NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scores to the three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here on a free form Friday. Joined by the legend himself, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com, right here on the Locked On Patriots podcast, proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And don't forget, folks, to sign up for our new NFL Draft newsletter with NFL Locked On Draft Buzz. That's LockedOnPodcast.com slash newsletters. Murph, in the previous segment, we tried to tackle the... um, curious conundrum that is the mac jones bailey zappy lamar jackson uh i don't know you can throw anybody's name into that list quarterback controversy that's brewing here in new england uh, i think we've kind of quelled the waters a little bit yeah. when it comes to that we'll see yeah. if there's anything that actually comes yes. of rkk this. you're still cool meek mills texts you okay we get it <laughs> But in any case, Murph, there is a lot of work still to be done for the New England Patriots, yep. tangible work, things that the yeah. Patriots actually do need to do. And one of which is hosting pre-draft visits for a lot of exciting young draft prospects. And this week has been a particularly big week for the New England Patriots in that department. Boston College, Zay Flowers is a big name still circulating throughout Patriots uh, fandom right now. But I think the more intriguing pair that came through Foxborough this week is from the defending national champions, Nolan Smith of Georgia and Broderick Jones of Georgia coming through. Murph, they say that, I say it all the time, that skill position players get the headlines, but championships are won in the trenches. These two are two of the best prospects of doing what they do in the game right now. What is your reaction to the guys that the Patriots have brought in here? Throw in the names of we haven't mentioned as well. Uh, the floor is yours because it's Freeform Friday, but um, your thoughts on the Patriots pre-draft visits thus far? Um, I think they're fantastic. I think what, what you're seeing them do is their due diligence, just the way the Patriots do all uh, every single season. Uh, a lot of the guys that they bring in, they know they're going to be facing. These are guys that could end up in Buffalo, that could end up uh, with the Jets. Um, that could end up in Miami and they could end up facing these guys two years. They're in there picking their brains. They're seeing how smart they are. It's, it's not just how well they're going to fit in here, but what they can garner from these visits if they end up having to face them. And, um, but if they grab Broderick Jones at, uh, at 14, I, I will be a happy camper. And we mentioned Zay Flowers there and, um, you just heard uh, in, in in the deep background, uh, um, Evan Lazar uh, screaming at the top of his lungs because he <laughs> wants this absolutely so bad. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think a lot of Patriots fans definitely want that. And look, there is a lot to be said about electrifying players that can come through. Yep. I'll admit, each time I watch film on guys like Jackson Smith and the Jigba, uh, like right. Zay Flowers, who, who the Patriots, who the Patriots met with while they were out there at Ohio State, bringing an entire throng of yeah. uh, of um, coaches out there to to scout that team, because there are a lot of guys there that might end up falling to them, mm-hmm. uh, and and that that would be the wide receiver that I grabbed at fourteen. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell me about flowers. it. Yeah, I mean, if all things being equal, I'm still a JSN guy as well. And I yep. love Zay, and that is no knock to him whatsoever. No. But JSN has the ability to do, I think, a little bit more in a dual threat role. And I think that's why he may be the more valuable to a Bill O'Brien offense. But there's a lot to be said about football IQ. And supposedly, Murph, Zay has already learned Haas Juke. He's ready to go yeah. in there. He's ready to do his thing. He's watching film with right. Bill O'Brien. Uh, I think. I don't know. This might That's be it. They're setting... making popcorn and they're watching film, and this is a <laughs> foregone conclusion that, yep. that he's until draft he's, night. He's that is. Yeah, until draft night, they were they were working they were working with him at the senior at the senior bowl, uh, not the, at the Reese's Bowl, teaching him Hoswai Juke, and and it's it's everything is awesome. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Now, it, tell me, tell me one time, people, tell me one time that you saw Bill Belichick zig and then keep zigging. Okay. No, the zag is coming. The zag is coming and it's going to be a large round person there at 14 or 18. Yeah. You, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, that the Patriots did go out to uh, Ohio state and they had a throng of people that were there as well. Uh, Harris Johnson folks is definitely on their radar. And I'm glad that you mentioned Broderick Jones because it's not a name that we've brought up an awful lot here on locked on Patriots. Um, He's not mocked to new England as much as I would like to see a lot of times. You know, fans will go with the splashy pick, maybe a, a wide receiver or a cornerback, yep. um, and then they'll go with Dewan Jones as kind of their consolation prize. I wouldn't mind seeing that, folks. I'm not no. definitely knocking it. No, but not at Broderick all. Jones, Broderick Jones at at 14, if the Patriots if he <laughs> does slip that far, and that's not a guarantee, No, is something I think the Patriots have to seriously consider. Yep. Um, look. The Jets are right in front of them. They could pick him. There's a lot of people that are going to be opening their eyes to see that this this guy is the most ready tackle in this draft. He really is. With the highest upside, I think, by the way. You look at the athleticism and you look at what he brings to the table in terms of what he can be as opposed to what he is right now. Ceiling as opposed to floor. Yeah, this kid has future all-pro ability. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying he's going to do it, but when you post a 1.97 second 10-yard split at the combine, Mm -hmm. you're doing something right, especially at his size, measured in 6'4", just a little under 6'4". Some people have him listed as the full 6'5", 310 pounds. Um, This would be interesting because he only has 19 games under his belt as a tackle at Georgia, but the 19 games that he played definitely showed that this kid is a full-time tackle in the NFL. So would be a little bit of a departure. The Patriots usually like their linemen a little more seasoned, a little more experienced, but... Again, I just you look at the athletic upside, you look at the physicality. Um, I think they really have to consider this. I was so excited to see that he was coming in for a top 30 visit. This is one I have my shot eye on heading into uh, the next few weeks of uh, the waning time before the draft. Um, this this was, uh, yeah, this was something that I was excited yeah. excited to see. <laughs> it was, it was a really, it, it was fantastic. Uh, you've got to love the guys coming out of Georgia. It's going to be another big Georgia first round um, 
uh, this year as it was last year. So mm-hmm. it, it, guys coming from that that program uh, have how do I want to say this? They they you're just a little bit more sure about the guys that come to, to that pro, from mm-hmm. that program than other programs. Two time back to back, you know, two time defending champions now. Uh, mm-hmm. going into this season and it, it's just a, th- this kid like we said he might not have the highest floor but he has the highest ceiling and he's a he's a 10-year left left tackle in this league yeah without question and I think one of the Patriots biggest needs if arguably yeah. their biggest need because yeah. what it comes down to is if in the first round yeah yeah when you got I, Mac Jones out there or Bailey Zappi or whoever, even if you get Lamar Jackson in here, folks. I mean, you know, anything is possible in Foxborough. Murph and I didn't mean to throw complete cold water on that because until it actually doesn't happen, there's still a possibility. So no one's saying it can't happen. But I don't care who you have back there. If they're not getting the time to operate and do what they need to do, doesn't matter who's there and doesn't matter who they're throwing passes to. We've talked about and the Patriots just didn't have it last year. Right. We've talked about cornerbacks that you can get in the fourth round. We also we know that Bill can bring guys in off the street that nobody's ever heard of and turn them into multi multi millionaires mm-hmm. by the time they get to their second contract. Yeah. All right. Uh, what you can't do anymore is find those fourth round um, uh, tackles and guards and centers. You can't because every they, they keep saying that this is a copycat league. Well, you know, when when the Patriots were taking all those all-pro guys back in the the early 2000s, the mid-2000s, nobody else was. That's why they were able to get them in the fourth round. Now everybody wants their line solid, and they go early. Exactly. I would not be surprised to see Bill double dip on the offensive line in the first round and the second round or even trade up in the second round to get back up into the first round to grab another uh, offensive lineman. I'm sorry. That's interesting. Or, or no. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Who is an and, offensive lineman? Yeah, absolutely. And that is interesting because one of the things that we hear a lot um, from analysts, from fans, things of that nature uh, about the Patriots potentially double dipping at the offensive tackle is that, well, they brought in Riley Rafe. They brought in Calvin, you know, the, the, these are right. the types of players that they've brought in. So they don't need to waste two picks. And I'm not saying these are my words. These are words that I right. hear a lot waste either one or two high level picks on a position where they've added some depth to me. None of the guys that they have on this line right now, with the exception of a Wainu, strange um, and uh, Really, with the exception of Awainu and Strange, are long-term solutions. Right. I love David Andrews, but there's not a lot of shelf life left on David Andrews. You have to be no. realistic here, folks. To me, that's it right now. If you have a chance to get a, a other world talent at this position, you've got to do it, and you've got to do it early. Yep, and and we've talked about uh, centers coming in here. Um, they they had Cody Machin. Uh, mm-hmm. Did did I pronounce that right, Mosh? The, the kid from North Dakota mm-hmm. State in, I could see him being a day a day two target for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I, I yep. really could. I don't think that's a a um a stretch. He's somebody that can play all over the field, including center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I you know this is this is where the focus needs to be. 
I know it's fun to talk about wide receivers and 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 uh, tight ends that are uh, athletic freaks and and all that. But you 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 build an offense from the inside out. You build a right. defense from the outside in. I've been saying this for decades, and um, most of the league has finally caught up with me. <laughs> <laughs> See, folks, you listen to Murph, you go to the top. You don't listen to Murph, you're never heard from again. And I think that's a perfect way to put a bow on the week that was here on Locked On Patriots. And it's been a great one, folks. It's been a lot of action, uh, a lot of intrigue. And uh, a little bit of nausea mixed in as well. And that's what we can guarantee you here again next week on Lockdown Patriots. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I could not resist. I really just could not resist. But in all actuality, no, we seriously and sincerely thank you all for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here on Lockdown Patriots each and every day and make us a part of your daily Patriots coverage. Folks, please, if you've made us your first listen, please make your second listen. Our good friends over at Locked On NFL Scouting with my good friends, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. These guys are absolutely the greatest. They don't call them the draft dudes for nothing. They are impeccable at their coverage, but they also help walk you through all the ins and outs of building a franchise in the NFL. So check that out wherever you get your podcasts and especially on YouTube. But I would not be doing my job unless I gave a tip of the cap and a nod, a very, very special nod to my good friend here, the Connor Murphy Fisto himself, for being my cohort in crime, open in the weekend style, closing the weekend style, mock draft Monday, whatever. The guy's always there for me, and I do appreciate it, my friend. So before I let you go for the weekend, any parting thoughts to our adoring public? And what can we expect from the great man, the great voice of Thomas Murphy in the coming days? Um, well, not a, not a lot. <laughs> I got a nice piece up over there on the Red Sox and, and uh, Garrett Whitlock made a fantastic uh, start up there at double A. You should make a fantastic start at double A. You're Garrett mm-hmm. Whitlock for Christ's sakes. Um, and he'll be coming back to the rotation this week uh, along with Bello. That 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 should uh, really even out things and help out the Sox there. But with the Patriots, I, I'm glad you bring me on because I'm so deep into into MLB coverage and Red Sox coverage right now that I just don't have time to do the writing that I would. So thank you, Michael, for having me back here on Mondays and Fridays and and any day in between that you want me, I'm here for you. <laughs> Absolutely, anytime you're willing, we're always willing to have you here. And folks, speaking of which, we'll be back here on Monday for Mock Draft Monday. Keep your mock drafts coming in. Over the weekend definitely send them to lo underscore patriots on twitter or you can tag me and murph as well at nkbatenfl or tag my good friend at team murph 207 we love breaking down your work and we love to showcase it here and we're looking forward to the next round because we're running thin on time but there is still enough time to get those in and have them featured here on locked on patriots Once again, on behalf of my good friend, the monster master of disaster himself, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com, I'm Mike DeBate. Continue, folks, to stay safe and stay well. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll see you back here on Monday on Locked on Patriots. Wide receivers in three.